0: zombies ate my podcast
1: good evening good afternoon or good morning or whenever it is you are listening to our beautiful voices this is Lou Page, and i am hosting zombies ate my podcast this week with my wonderful co-host ryan say hello ryan
0: can i be the ed harris to your jim carrey is that what's happening Mm. right now no oh i thought you were making a truman show joke no oh
1: not at all okay
0: i saw that movie once really and i was Uh, like 12 i guess i've only seen it once and it it was like the first jim carrey movie i saw where i was like this isn't this isn't as funny or wacky as i was hoping so it's funny it's got its moments but it's not it was the first time you realized that jim carrey wasn't just this guy who is funny he's also can be a serious actor which was
1: yeah but you know what he needs to do now he needs hmm. to come out of his funk into a zombie movie
0: Oh yes, good turnaround. Good turnaround. No, I'm I'm doing fine. Uh, we're, the turnaround
1: we're t- works, Ryan. When you don't point it out,
0: I you know what? That's me, awkward <laughs> and just out there, wacky. Ryan. No, I was gonna say I'm doing really well. I'm excited we're here talking, uh, and I'm not excited that Bob isn't here. I'm a little a little sad that Bob isn't here to provide his his comic wisdom. Uh, however, hopefully things will turn around in the near future. But until then, Bob's fine, everybody, by the way. He's just got work stuff that's popped up and it's going to keep him busy. And then he's heading into some vacation time. So we'll uh, send we're your good do, vibes. We're
1: probably, probably going to do the next couple shows without him. So just to give you all a heads up.
0: He's here in spirit. Maybe, yes, he is. Maybe we can get him. He doesn't have any clips of himself. No.
1: I, I wonder why.
0: Yeah, that's a real problem. We'll have to fix that.
1: Anyway. I guess we should get into the news because we definitely have some this week. Uh,
0: the virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. Uh,
1: you may have remembered back when we first did started this show, what five years ago? There was a short uh, uh film for, out of Australia about this guy who, this this zombie apocalypse, it's him and his wife are in the car with their baby, and, uh, she gets bit, they're in a car accident, and, he ends up having to, like, save the baby, but he realizes he's been bit too, and he's gonna die, and he straps the baby on his back, and figures out a way to make himself follow this path through the woods, so that he'll hopefully find shelter for the baby, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, I remember us talking about it and how we really liked the creativity of it. Well, apparently, uh, that was made into a, a full film with Martin Freeman, and it's called Cargo. And uh, it's on Netflix now.
0: This kind of snuck up on me because now that you're referencing it, and I scrolled down far enough past Martin Freeman screaming, it I, I was watching the trailer for this film, and I'm like, this seems super familiar. Why is it? And then you're when right. I...
1: When I sent you the clip, dude, I told you that it was something we talked about 5 years ago. I thought you were just being like
0: you deja thought I was vu. Jo-
1: you thought I was joking? No, it, it literally this is this is somebody took that script, uh, revamp- revamped it, changed some of the plot, added some more details, and then uh, made it into a full-length film. Well, no,
0: I, and that's just it. I, I I, didn't think you were joking. I thought it was more of a deja vu thing, which I was getting from this trailer. And then now that you you mentioned the, the short film and I looked down at the uh, short film, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally remember this. And I thought it was such a cool concept. And I love Martin Freeman. In my mind, I, he can do no I'll, wrong.
1: I will watch him eat toast. I mean, I, that sounds great. He was the highlight of Black Panther for me, so I, I, it, it doesn't matter to me. I'll watch him do anything.
0: Yeah, so but um, this is out on Netflix now because I, I had first seen it on Canadian Netflix, and I thought, "Ooh, a coup! I've got, I've got something they don't have." And then you later confirmed that it's basically well, a Netflix no, original. It,
1: it, it is. But this article doesn't even mention that it's on Netflix or anything like that. It literally just talks about the trailer. So you and I were talking about it offline here, and we we're and you were like, oh, it's on Netflix here. And I was like, really? Because Netflix is always constantly recommending me stuff like this on my Netflix feed. And I hadn't heard or seen anything, but apparently it's been on Netflix here in America for like a week or two. And I'm like, gee, thanks, Netflix, for notifying me. You keep telling me about these comedians I don't want to watch, but you know, there's a zombie movie here and you're not telling me? Come on. Mm.
0: Okay, it, it, honestly, it snuck up on me. I'm glad it's out and I'm I'm looking forward to finding a way to watch it and cover it on this show, so we'll we'll look at that uh in the near future, I think, cuz this is this is a no-brainer because yes. it's on Netflix and it was based on a short film that we liked.
1: Definitely. So, do you remember Dale mm. on on Walking Dead?
0: Dale's my boss. I have a boss named Dale, but he 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 is he is still on the walking dead no i'm just joking He's, he doesn't watch the walking dead i do remember dale he was a delightful character in the hit television series the walking well,
1: Dead. well do you remember that there was a little bit of controversy when dale died
0: no 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 one ever there's no such thing as controversy and amc's the walking dead i don't think that's ever ever happened but no, I, I in all honesty, I don't remember a controversy. I just figured he died well, and it was like Ooh, it it, was before it, the comic in,
1: he, in the comic book, Dale lives, mm-hmm. and I know this from from what I've read of the comic. Dale goes on to live until they encounter the cannibals, and remember, I think his name was Bob, the uh, the one that they that they cut off his leg and they're eating, and he tells them it's tainted meat. This is where Bob plays tainted meat. Yeah. But do you remember that, right?
0: I do remember, yeah.
1: In the comic, it's Dale. So Dale in the comic lives a whole lot longer. So there was a lot of controversy that that Dale died so early in the in the in the show. And apparently, in a recent interview, uh, actor Jeffrey Dimon, who played Dale, said, "Yeah, no, they I didn't like how they were treating Frank Darabont, and they pushed him out. So I quit, and I asked him to kill me off."
0: I, th- I find the way he says it, it's like oh i can quit so i called them and it's like I-, I mean i'm all for actors taking a stand and you have to be and as someone who who you know n- no projects current projects uh you know involved in this statement but we've all been involved with creative things where we just don't have the heart right And clearly Jeffrey has lost that heart when Darabont went through that stuff and got fired. And he's like, oh, I can just, I can quit because this, this show has an easy out. Oh, I got eaten by zombies. And I remember at the time that that death just came out of nowhere and was kind of like placing a major character in the crosshairs only to teach Carl a valuable Mm -hmm. lesson. And, and I remember at the time thinking like, this was stupid. I hate that Dale's dead. It makes no sense. And we'll talk a little bit more about how this show really likes to do that. But this was sort of the first instance of like, that was pointless. What was he doing in the long grass? You know, you don't go in the
1: long grass. Right. Yeah. But in general, it's just, it's interesting to know that that's why the character, you know, left. And it also goes to show that as, as big a success as Walking Dead is, this show has had its fair share of drama behind the scenes right up since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because this article even goes on to talk about how Darabont is still trying to sue AMC over like a bunch of different things. And, uh, you know, that's not a good sign either way. I mean, Darabont may be wrong or AMC might be wrong, but man, there's so much drama about AMC lately. I, I, I have a hard time believing that Maybe there ain't some truth to Darabont's claims. Well, oh,
0: I I think there's some some truth there, but uh, I believe that no one is ever uh, clear of any blame. I think it goes both ways. Maybe AMC was a little worse for wear than than Darabont was, but there are two sides to every story, and Darabont seems to be the one yelling the loudest. Uh, and that's unfortunate and but then you look at the other creatives involved in this show and if it if dale is one of those actors that went out kicking and screaming look at all the other characters that might have had a connection with darabont like the actress that plays carol very involved with darabont projects before walking dead she's still around so yeah. I, sometimes not,
1: you gotta sometimes you just gotta make the monies man
0: Well, I mean, hey, we all have jobs. We know what that's like. You have to bring, it's your job. And if you feel that you have a, like Dale, clearly, what have you seen him in since? You know, he's still, he's still riding the walking dead train. I see his face pop up, you know, uh, in the ads at, uh, what's that website that we go to like, um, daily dead. Yeah. Daily dead. He, he is at those Walker stalker cons, you know? So don't tell me that he's. He's you know free and clear and wants nothing to do with it. He still cashes the Dale check every once in a yes, while. Yes, he
1: does. He's got to make the he's got to make the monies too. It's a yeah. job. And I,
0: I I'm totally fine with that. I just feel like
1: uh, it, it's just a, it, you know it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing, but it's an interesting anecdote to know that that's why he left the show. That they, they screwed Darabont and he decided to side with him. And it's interesting because I've seen a lot of Darabont movies and I'm pretty sure he's been in a bunch of them. So I can definitely see why there was probably some some. Uh, uh uh, loyalty there and whatever it's just another interesting anecdote to the walking dead yep seems that's what this show is all about but speaking of the walking dead how do you feel about spoilers ryan uh i i feel i feel
0: uh i mean if they're happening if it's happening to other people it's funny if it's happening to me it's not funny
1: well then i'm curious how do you feel about the new trailer for fear the walking dead season four because don't you feel like there's a big spoiler in it? Well,
0: are we talking about Morgan? Yes. Or, or are we talking about all the characters that supposedly may have drowned? Yes. Okay.
1: Or all of <laughs> the above.
0: They they take a... Uh, so the trailer for Fear the Walking Dead Season 4 came out, and, and they seem to have this track with having marketing for this, this specific spinoff, where it's like, oh, cheeky happy music everyone's happy everyone's doing okay in this each season kind of starts with them uh you know having some well actually that's not true season 3 started off a little depressing but this season seems to be starting off with a with a positive spin and and they are going heavy on the morgan and it appears as though they're splitting off a lot of the characters like for example Alicia is with uh, Jenna Elfman's character as they go yeah. through a carnival, which I thought was really cool. Um, I don't know. Lou, I've been hurt before. I don't I don't want to get too excited for this, but I, it looks pretty good. I don't want good.
1: to be excited either. And I think listeners will know that even season three, which I liked more of Fear the Walking Dead than I did any of the other previous seasons. I mean, I pretty much hated season one in the first half of season two. Uh, they were pretty much... I think I complained more than anything like the whole time we watched just I think even off air I think I said at one point if season 3 doesn't get better we're not going to watch this anymore for the show cuz I did. can't cuz I can't put up with it anymore but this trailer more than any of the other trailers has made me a little more optimistic I feel almost like they've realized what they've been doing wrong all along and it's they've th- there's all these characters that we haven't had any development with uh, and, and they've made everybody super disposable on this show, yeah. uh, even more so than regular Walking Dead. And I think it cheapens the kills. Every time you get introduced to a character in Fear the Walking Dead, you know they ain't going to make it through the season. I mean, yeah. they, they, it, we're, we're going into season four and they've literally killed the entire cast except for the five characters that started the show. They, we've killed them all by the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm going to name drop here, but I was talk- I was just someone that was thinking about who did I talk up to about Fear the Walking Dead, and I was talking to Jocelyn Moffat of the Angry Chicken uh, and the Gamers Inn, and, and she's ca- she ca- caught up with Season 3, and she was saying, how- or not caught up, but she was catching up with Season 3, and she was surprised how Travis died just out of nowhere. Yeah. And and then I said, like, oh, that's that Avatar check caching, <laughs> And she's like, what? <laughs> I thought that was kind of, it was funny, but no, it's true. Like that season introduces a lot of characters, some of which we like, some of which we didn't, some stick around longer than they should have. They introduce, um, they introduce some interesting characters in season three and they don't appear to be following up with them, at least in the marketing, the initial marketing for season four. Like for example, the big bad at the end of season three who, you know, skates away curling his mustache, um, He's not featured in this trailer. It appears as though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it appears as though Madison and Nick are in that trade bowl with, uh, with, um, uh, okay. what's his face? If,
1: if I'm understanding what we saw in this trailer, mm-hmm. it looks like Alicia has made a new friend and she's out wandering the world her on her own.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page there.
1: And it looks like Madison, uh, uh, Nick... And what's her what's Strand. her name? That was, no, yeah, Strand. And then the chick that was Nick's girlfriend that got away.
0: Oh, Ophelia. No. No, not Ophelia. She's dead. Sorry.
1: She, she's dead. That's, that's um
0: um. It was it was the the Mexican lady.
1: Yeah, I can't think of her name because she was only in one episode last season. Oh, what's her name?
0: Is it not? It's not Ophelia.
1: <laughs> Isn't it like I want to say it's Rosa or something like that? Uh
0: I don't know. It's,
1: it's, isn't it rosita
0: no that's that's that, the walk is that regular
1: dead. walking dead god oh, damn it
0: it's about to get real politically correct in here because we just keep naming <laughs> south american uh characters uh, or not even south american but no. anyways latin America. anyways um i don't know the character's name i can't remember but i'm just I'm gonna looking it on. up i'm looking look it up. look it up look it up but yeah she's around so she comes back but
1: Luci- Luciana, Luciana,
0: that, thank you.
1: And she was not; she was only in one episode last season. That's why I couldn't remember her name. They literally like introduce her. She sticks around for one episode, and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm out of here," and she leaves. So she I had the right
0: like, call, though. When when yeah. when you look back at it, she she sensed crazy. Like her crazy crazy dar was going off pretty pretty hairy, and she and, and, she got out of dodge.
1: And the thing I like about this is she was one of my highlights from season two. I really liked her character. So for them to throw her away all last season kind of annoyed me. Well, she grounded I wa-
0: Nick as well. Right.
1: Right. And I kept expecting her to show up and like save the day or them to go to a place and bump into her and like them to recruit her again. And so they left her out the whole season. And I think they may have learned their lesson with la- last season that people really didn't care about the damn the biker gang was feeling a whole lot more like uh, uh, like more of the saviors. And maybe they're, they're trying to reset everything with this season, which I think is awesome. Um, so we have that. We have Nick and all of them. And then we're introduced to Morgan. And right. uh, I think that's where this trailer snags me even more. Because we've been curious as to why Morgan is here in this show and it's like, he bumps into them and they end up trying to recruit him. And they're like, what, like, like, how did you get here? Where did you come from? And he's like, I came from someplace out East. Like there was a fight and basically like a lot of people died and there was no way one of us was going to win and I couldn't take it anymore. And I left. Mm -hmm. And so they introduce him and they still don't tell you who won. No,
0: well, I mean, there's no... They're not. Uh, first of all, they, they might they, be a they, throwaway line about who won in the show because it airs after the season finale, but they're not going to do it in the trailer, which, I, you well, know... And
1: they don't even... <clears throat> they don't even elude that there was a winner.
0: No, they, they, they strongly suggest that he either walked away before the final fight or he walked away right after and everybody lost. Or, you know, we're going to talk about it in a bit But Morgan, presently in the two episodes we're going to talk about, episodes thirteen and fourteen, he's a bit of a nutball, right? He's 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 unhinged. He wants to kill all the saviors, and you can see, you can see why he might be a little. He might, might might want to walk away if the end of all at war is a stalemate and turns out that they just walk away and all the saviors don't die, and maybe that's what ticks Morgan off and he has to leave, or else he'll he'll end up hurting his own people to try to kill all the saviors so he just he walks away rick sends them away and in this trailer you get the sense that morgan really just needed a long walk because he seems a little more sane in this trailer and a little comical like his old self like when he's you know combating with nick as nick is trying to get into the truck and he's like nope you're not going anywhere and he's like hitting his hand and then kind of like grasshopper in him right like yeah i honestly i can't wait for that relationship because in this trailer they're already setting it up to be like another father figure for him but this time that father figure isn't a complete and utter uh asshole morgan's crazy but he's not an asshole uh, and i think well.
1: the thing the thing that surprised me more than anything is the marketing has shown that um garrett dillahunt's character who's being introduced who's kind of like a cowboy oh
0: yeah can't wait they
1: they they've they've introduced him as possibly being the villain in all their marketing, but this trailer does not give me the vibe that he's a villain. It gives me the vibe that he may just be another survivor and he may not necessarily be our villain for the season. Yeah. And I thought that that was an interesting twist because all their marketing has implied he's going to be the villain.
0: I hope he isn't because I really like him as a character. And the last time he played a villain was in that Terminator show and he was just, A stone-cold robot i need to see some emotion because i love him from uh raising hope and if we could get a mixture between raising hope and the terminator in sarah connor chronicles that'd be really cool and i think he'd do well within the walking dead universe and i'm excited for jenna elfman i'm excited for the taken lady who who seems to be a bit of a badass like um, you, you can tell the world's been fast forwarded because a lot of people they get the world they're in now they're settled in this apocalypse. It's there's no there's no questions about I how also, to survive.
1: I also have a big question for you since you play just as many video games as, as I do. I do. But what did you think when our trailer cuts away and we see that the new location is they're in a baseball stadium. So that wasn't
0: the, the trading area, right? No. No, because they're moved to Texas.
1: Uh, uh they're inside a baseball stadium, and all I kept thinking was, "Hey, somebody played Fallout Four, and they <laughs> went to the the, the uh, what's it called the uh, the big green." Uh, well, the Red, Fenway Red, the Park,
0: yeah, Fenway Park. And, and, and you, you know what? I love it because it's a very defensible. It's just a giant and, well, bowl with doors, right?
1: I remember playing Fallout Four and thinking that that was a great idea to make a city. And all I kept thinking was, is why don't more stories in post-apocalyptic st- scenarios borrow this idea? So to see that *Fear the Walking Dead* is literally stealing ideas from video games, I'm okay with it. I think that uh, I think that it's a great idea. I think it's better than what they've been doing. Um, I know that we have a new uh, new showrunner this season, and I think we already see where it's going. Yeah. So I'm excited.
0: No, so, so am I, and we won't have to wait long because there's two more weeks of Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead premieres right after the season finale of The Walking Dead. I um, I think that lines up well. I won't be out of town that weekend, so I will get to watch the season finale and season premiere of Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead live. It's the next weekend I'm out, so I'll be missing the second episode, which I'm not too too bummed about. I'll, I'll catch it later, but I don't want to miss this event. I think the crossover... They're really treating it as a crossover because I was worried they were going to just be like, now we're throwing Morgan into Fear the Walking Dead. But they seem to be really attaching the two properties in a meaningful way by having the two episodes back to back.
1: I was worried about it. I also think it has nothing to do with the helicopter.
0: I, I agree. I think that helicopter is a is a MacGuffin of some kind. It's just it's just there to be like it's like the smoke monster in Lost. It's like yeah, we're not going to explain it. It's just a helicopter,
1: guys. I think we're going to get it explained before the end of the season. But I think the fact that we see a scene with him and a helicopter, I think it's got nothing to do with Fear the Walking Dead and his crossover.
0: Hmm. Well, we won't have to wait long. But nope, we
1: got what yeah. two more weeks.
0: Two more weeks. Two weeks.
1: So. If you're a listener and you thought the uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 4 trailer was good or interesting or you have thoughts about it, please email us. Contact us. Ryan will run it down for you at the end of the show.
0: Hmm. Yeah, jump into our Discord as well. Bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. We're not done talking, but that that Discord deserves a plug. Get in there and discuss things. We're we're all in there and, and so is Opera and we're just uh, we want to talk
1: about the Zambies. Yes, we do. Uh, and with that, We should get into our main topic.
0: Zombie topic of the
1: week. We're going to talk episodes 13 and 14 of The Walking Dead this week. So, Mm -hmm. Ryan, I have some things to say about episode 13. So let's let's go chronologically because i
0: have things to say as well and i thought i want to start by saying that the beginning actiony bits where the saviors are attacking hilltop which i was wrong they went straight into that battle uh uh, last episode we talked about how i thought that they would drag that on but no i thought the battle for hilltop was honestly the end of all at war but it was it was just part of it so I really liked that battle. I thought it was well choreographed. I thought it made sense. The defensibles were really cool, uh, and but I just thought that that start was really strong. Um,
1: I, 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 it's the highlight of the episode. Yes, it is basically a battle from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the first fifteen minutes of the episode. Uh, it it brings you in. It, it it sucks you in. You're ready for the fight. And you're literally expecting it to last the whole episode. At least I was.
0: I was thinking it would go a little longer than it did, but it was over in a flash.
1: Like, it was literally like, I was like, oh, oh, I'm really excited about this. Oh. And they all ran away and it's over. And um, I thought that was an interesting approach. I did not expect what was coming the second half of the episode. Nothing. Nothing. It, beca- it, it was 15, 20 minutes of action, and then we literally got 20 minutes of, oh, yeah, everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Let's set up medical tents, to which we as viewers already know that everybody that's been injured is infected. Yeah. And so you're waiting for the big reveal that there are zombies. So with all these sick people around, what does everybody in this show do? Everybody in the show leaves the sick people alone with nobody to watch over them. So what happens? Everybody starts turning into zombies, and magically, that one guy that we're supposed to care about—my my biggest gripe for this whole episode—is Carol has that thing with that that guy that I I can't ever remember his name.
0: Tobin. The only reason Tobin. I remember is I watched um, Talking Dead for this episode, and and he was on <laughs> it, and they mentioned Tobin enough that it sank in, but. He, he's been a bit player that had he's, some...
1: Well, here's my gripe. He's been okay. a bit player. I like him as an actor. I like his bit part. It's fine. But like two seasons ago, maybe three, when we first were introduced and, 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 and Carol leaves, I think it was two seasons ago because I don't even think we had met Negan at that point. No, we hadn't. We hadn't even met Negan. It was before
0: the Saviors even cropped up because he was no, he was Alexandria Prime, right?
1: Yeah, he was Alexandria Prime. But his interaction with or, or supposed romance with Carol, that was like two seasons ago. I didn't even remember it because I remember it was like an episode where like she gets intimate with him. And then the Saviors kill a bunch of people. And Are we haven't intimate? met Negan. Did I miss that? Well, they imply it in this episode that, like, in other words, she tells him, like, I'm sorry you're, <coughs> you're injured and whatnot. Hmm. And okay. She te- and she tells him, like, oh, so I left. Uh, I hope I didn't offend you. It had nothing to do with you. And Right. And, 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 I, and, and that whole scenario took me out of the episode because I had to go, wait huh? Did they have a thing? And I was like, oh yeah, didn't she make him cookies or something like two seasons ago? I barely remembered it. I think they, and as far as I knew, I thought Carol and uh, Ezekiel, not, uh, yeah, uh, the, ki- uh, the king, is King Ezekiel had something going on. I forgot all about Tobin altogether.
0: I did. I did as well. I, and and
1: so I felt them bringing that back and trying to tie that knot up. I was like, so we already know Tobin's going to die. This is their way of trying to make us care about Tobin's death more than like, Oh yeah. That guy that we don't remember is going to like, it just felt like just let Tobin die and do his thing. Which by the way was my other gripe with this episode. So Tobin dies Mm -hmm. becomes a zombie and he doesn't just like bite one person he bites like half the fucking compound yeah he he does go to
0: town you're right like like
1: like like, he bites the first guy and you're like well okay that's fine and then you get like this other scene where like there's zombies now because everybody else is starting to turn and then out of nowhere there tobin shows up again and he bites somebody else and then they do it like four times. And I'm like, "How is someone not put him down now?
0: Oh, not only... And that, I was yelling... Yeah. And I don't want to discount, you know, the battle. Because like I said, the battle was really special in the it way was they... awesome. With the way they set up the defense. And they tricked the saviors into luring them in only to gun them down. And they basically, they retreated. I mean, the damage was done, like you said. We knew they had the infected weapons. And we'll talk about that as well. But in terms of Tobin turning and taking out one medical attendant and maybe the doctor i can give it that you know but and and they were all wounded in there so they all would have turned eventually except for the attendant and, and the doctor which were conveniently bit right off the bat but for me i was yelling at the tv it's like where are the guards any other time this the compound you know the hilltop has guards posted and they they should have seen what appeared to be a zombie, because, and maybe it's movie magic and it's lit just enough for us to see, but in the real world it would be pitch black. I mean, you and I have both been in the country before. You know oh, yeah. what it looks like when there's no light, which there's no light there, just natural I,
1: I live on a street with no street, light, street lights, and if my neighbors and I don't turn on our front porch lights at night, The neighborhood's black. I can't see the house across the street.
0: So let's give them the initial, you know, surge of of Tobin finding his way into the house. Fine. Whatever. But inside that house, when people start to turn, someone falls down. The zombie falls down the stairs and no one wakes up. Yeah. I mean, come like you can still have your zombies. Oh, my God, there's zombies here. Panic, panic. Oh, I'm being eaten. And you can have a couple people get unsuspectedly eaten, but nobody wakes up. It looked like they killed,
1: like, 30 people this way. And it's like, how did you kill 30 people? Almost everybody walking around here is carrying a weapon. And uh, so some of the saviors stayed behind that were in their cells, that were in the cell. They stayed behind to, like, because they show no more loyalty to Negan. And it's like, how is somebody not wandering around them with a gun just to be on the safe side?
0: Well, no, they – so – They stayed around, like, okay, so there was a moment in this episode where Henry walks off before the zombies, sort of, or during the zombie thing, he comes out in the night with a machine gun and says, like, which one of you killed my brother, leaves the pen open, and then someone turns in there, and then Henry doesn't shoot, and and some of the saviors leave, but during the battle, Simon says, like, oh, I don't care about your prisoner bargaining chip, because they are no longer, they got into this mess, they are no longer Negan, they're not our problem, we don't care, basically abandoning them. So half of them leave in the middle of the night as the zombies are sort right. of right, and I, I and over. I
1: understand that, but the others stay. And once things get un, un, uh, untangled, it's like how is it? Just everything with this episode bothered me after the fight.
0: The the saviors in the pen seem pretty clear cut. Like I I don't think that made sense to me. Like they stayed in the pen or at least scattered, and some of them didn't run and and they went to get a. You know, they tried to find weapons, but I, I believe that the saviors didn't have weapons because the the Hilltopians didn't want them to have weapons. And in the chaos of night and not knowing the location, I can see them kind of just holding up uh, and maybe trying to help if they could. And the, But the, but there was so many other glaring... The glaring issue to me is like, just ask yourself, if we're going to have a zombie fall down the stairs, we should illustrate the fact that people are going to start waking up. And I know I've woken up from a deep sleep... It's not an instantaneous thing, but that wasn't even illustrated here. Everyone just dead silent as this zombie falls down the stairs. And it's just like, guys, you can have a couple of your extras stir a bit and still get your half the cast eaten type mantra. Because we haven't talked about the infected weapons yet, but with the infected weapons, it's implied that anybody who got remotely stabbed or shot was infected and turned in the middle of the night. So that was a good portion of people. And then let's say each of them woke up and they bit their neighbor all at the same time. You know, they were all infected around the same time, so I can get that. But there's little things you could have done for this episode that would have made our, oh, come on, you know, kind of faces go away. We wouldn't have needed that if they just put a little bit more in there for, for us to... You know so we didn't have to disp- dispense our, our 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 disbelief or you know expand our disbelief so much you know um, right
1: and so and so that was kind of weak for me and then the other thing that was weak for me was how did the kid get the damn key to the lock and let them out you know
0: kids are here's the thing kids are stupid uh, and they're also incredibly smart so him finding I- the key uh, yeah i i buy it you know it's he's a resourceful kid but he's also tainted by hate so well
1: i understand what they were going for but it just seemed like yep they're gonna add more drama to this already drama filled scene great okay
0: yeah no that they kind of compounded something that was already a bit much and it's like oh he just so happens to open the gate
1: to, and to so, the prisoners and at the so, same
0: time they're all turning Pfft, What the what luck you know
1: I also have a gripe about Daryl. Right. So Daryl is not a fan of Dwight. Of course not. I, and not I a... and I and I understand that to an extent, but at every turn, we had Dwight proving his loyalty to the group over and over and over again. I don't even like Dwight. I'm hoping that by the end of the season, Dwight dies. But he, at no point has he shown Daryl that he's a traitor in any way, shape or form. And Daryl is now taking up um, Tara's position, whereas Tara was like trying to kill Dwight. and now now Daryl, who was basically telling her like three episodes ago, you, we need him. But as soon as we don't need him, I'm gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. And Tara was like, "Why do we need to wait? Let's just kill him now." Now, Daryl's doing the exact same thing, and she's doing the reverse, being like, "No, he saved us." And Whoa. it, it, and and I, it, it, I get it, but it, it's just a a, a lame MacGuffin,
0: hmm.
1: you know, like it's it, it's serving the purpose of like, Dwight's probably gonna die in the next episode. Because I'm, spoiler alert. uh, At the end of uh, one of the episodes up ahead uh, that we're going to talk about next, uh, it ends with Negan in a car and he picks somebody up, and I'm pretty sure it's Gregory.
0: Does Gregory know Dwight is working for the Alexanders? Yes. Huh. I hmm. I don't know if we know that, but it would. it, It it's possible. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think that's what they want you to believe at the end. of. So at the end of that episode, when they pick up the mystery person, it's one of those like talking to the camera moments that ugh, they haven't done in a while. And I wish they would have just stuck the landing and not done it, but they did it. It's a clear and utter Reddit bait of let's talk about this episode. Water cooler the shit out of this. Right? Well,
1: they went ahead and showed a uh, a photo still for for next week's episode and in it, Gregory is standing with the other generals or uh, the other lieutenants of Negan's men, yeah. and Simon is standing in the middle. Like it looks like he's trying to defend himself to Negan, and um, which I, yeah, which it pretty much nails the fact that it's likely that, uh, that uh uh. What's it, that Gregory is the guy he picked up in the, in the car. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not mad that they spoiled that with a photo. That doesn't matter to me. Um, what bothers me about the next episode is that everybody seems to be uh, so I think we've covered episode 13 enough. Do you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's move to 14 now. So we're going to move to 14. Something's got to it's still got to mean something. Which is another episode that I have issues with. Right. Um I like the Carol Ezekiel and Morgan storyline with this where they go after uh uh Henry Henry out in the woods because he ran off with the with the save after the saviors and um they find uh Henry's stick and Morgan goes, he's dead. And he continues to walk off. And the Morgan we see now is starting to turn into the old Morgan who starts hallucinating. And I like that storyline for Morgan. I think that fits his character. And the episode starts with Jadis dragging Negan out of a, out of a, a thing and she's going to kill him. She's going to
0: do something to him.
1: him. Yeah, and I think that that's an interesting plot line. Uh, I think it's now Negan is beginning to see that the wheels have kind of fallen off and that maybe uh, the people he thought were loyal to him are not loyal to him now. And I think that's going to shake up the saviors, and I think that's going to be Negan's downfall, and I can't wait. Um, yeah, and he,
0: he, we also get some backstory a little bit, you know, this is the first sort of unveil of why he cares so much about Lucille because, well, basically like he's strapped to this, uh, rolling, uh, cart, uh, and she wheels him out and, and is she's going to
1: feed him to a zombie. She, yeah. That, I, so she
0: brings this like zombie cart out, which prompts some really hilarious Neganisms, but, doesn't really explain what the hell she's doing, because that zombie doesn't look like it could could really do much. But maybe she was going to tip the cart. I don't know. I try not to think about it. But she was going to burn Lucille in this, like, wheelbarrow kind of effigy thing. And that prompts Negan. She, she turns her back for a moment. And I mean, did you catch it? I feel like they cut a scene here where one moment, like, Negan's shimmying. And the next scene, he's got a gun, a flare, and some photos on the ground.
1: I literally blinked like i was sitting right here in front of my computer and i was watching it on screen and i like went over to get a glass of water or get pour pour myself another uh, another soda and bam i was like wait where'd the gun and the flare come from like it happened so fast that i was literally like where did that come from
0: and how does he get the photos in his other hand like he 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 has his hands loose so he's able she was
1: she i think she was showing him the photos as part of his punishment before she killed him so that he understood why oh. he was going to die
0: so she left the photos next to him yeah okay so that's fine but the flare and the gun were in her backpack that she he got open yeah okay
1: which i still have no idea how
0: i, I don't know either but he was able and to get fine. both his hands
1: and that's fine and that's fine it's 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 a show uh, things happen i'm i'm fine with it and i think their interaction was great and then The reaction from Negan when he sees the helicopter, and she's trying to light a flare to attract the helicopter, which we still don't know what the hell that's all about,
0: right? Well, the fact that she's trying to lure it in, and it keeps coming back, it must be something. And the fact that Negan seems surprised by it as well, like... It, it it is it is a smoke monster scenario. It's like nobody right. in this show knows what it is.
1: Okay, so there's that, and then I have another weird, interesting anecdote that I, I think makes Jadis' character more interesting. Is when this episode begins, she's in what looks like a house with windows on top, and it's like a bedroom with a really nice bed and in like IKEA furniture. Like, it looks like this place was, like, made to be like this. Like, it doesn't look like everything else we've seen from the trash people. It looks like this is, like, her personal bedroom. And it doesn't look anything like the way she's she's acted or dressed until this point. (laughs) And And I feel like there's something there that we're not being privy to. Um. I actually wonder if maybe they haven't made the same deal with the people that gave Maggie that book previously.
0: Maybe, maybe the, maybe the helicopter is, is the Mrs. Doubtfire's people.
1: That's kind of what I've been thinking is that uh, that's my theory.
0: Um, it's just, it's and a I, good
1: theory. It's a good theory. And I think that this is an interesting plot line, but I, I haven't heard anybody talk about like what the hell's going on with her it's Uh, yeah she's
0: honestly i feel like that apartment is just like a oh well let's throw them off even more and give her like this cool mini apartment you know like hipsters have with the tiny homes and i whatever it's like you're trying to distract me with this stuff i don't hate it but i don't love it either i think it's just it's interesting and if it pays off it pays off if it doesn't who cares
1: yeah and so I think her storyline with Negan is interesting. Negan realizes that Simon double-crossed them there and killed them all without his permission, and he offers her a place with th- with them. And obviously, he doesn't take it. Right? She doesn't take it. She she says no. And then we get this scene where she goes back into that bedroom and like flops on the bed, and that's the last we see of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she Ferris Bueller's it in backwards Well, moments. And
1: I heard somewhere online someone was telling me, like, yeah, now she's dead. And I'm like, no, she's not. I never saw anything <laughs> confirming that she was dead. What?
0: She's not dead. I just think that now we probably won't have seen, like, this might be the end of her. Unless she miraculously shows up. Uh, the thing is, like, Jadis is interesting. She, she, she continued to appear in the show to serve a purpose, which was to try and humanize and push Negan towards confronting his own people um because he's he's raised psychopaths with his you know kill to save type mantra and Negan walks out with Lucille in hand just walks out free and it's like Jadis uh come on like this is a bad dude who controls other bad dudes and and maybe she thinks while well, Rick isn't strong enough to conquer the saviors, w- w- you know, in their chaos state. So she sends Negan back into the mix to try and, like, get them under control. But, like, seriously, you don't let the bad guy go. Like, that's, like, I don't know. Just seems stupid. <laughs> I know yeah. it's Negan. You got to have him survive but uh, for a couple more episodes.
1: But, jeez. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so we wrap up that storyline in the meantime uh uh morgan and rick team up Mm. and go after the saviors that got away and i don't remember the savior that 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 stayed with them um Uh, oh what's his name that guy jared Weird,
0: weird sounding dude no jared's the bad one that died spoiler alert um he talks to rick though you're right like and yeah he... he
1: talks to rick and rick, he tells rick you know we've all been there they're just a couple of people that uh you know that, that...
0: alden is his name
1: yeah alden alden tells him like you know uh, they made the wrong choice you should really give them another shot they may not make the same choice negan doesn't care about us and they're gonna learn that soon kind of thing and rick goes yeah yeah I might listen to you. Yeah, and,
0: cocky Rick. Not my favorite.
1: And I'm okay with that. And and so Rick and, and Morgan go after them, and they get surprised and knocked unconscious, and they get tied up. And Rick, uh, Rick and Morgan also led a group of walkers towards where these guys are holed up.
0: To the dive so, bar.
1: Yeah, so they're tied up, and soon walkers are upon them, too. And Rick is like, yeah, let us go, and we'll help you. And you can even come back with us. And I knew Rick was lying as soon as he said it. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. you. I mean, you knew he was lying when he said it. You, You figured he may he may have changed his mind mid-fight when he sort of gives the nod because they, they do, once the zombies pour in, um, not Jared, because Jared's still an asshole, everybody else is like, well, we gotta let them go because they're gonna help us, and they have the whole nod moment with with Beardy, beardy Savior,
1: and, and, and uh, I, uh, I thought that was lot, great. There's a lot of talk online about how Rick is becoming the villain, and I don't think so, only because of the sheer fact that Jared is the biggest jerk of them all, and at no point, none of them stand up against Jared. No. Jared literally is like, like, no, don't free them. And then there's that kid that frees them, but he does so out of pure necessity. They don't – none of them agree to go back with Rick. They just tell Rick, you won't kill us if we let you go. And Rick goes, yeah, no, I, I, totally, I'm going to help you. Yeah, but that
0: that's my problem is I can't cheer – like Rick hasn't always been the antihero, and when he has been the antihero, it doesn't go off very well. And no. in this instance, when he gives that word, that's to me thinking like, "All right, perfect." And then when he goes off, goes back on his word and kills the person in cold blood, uh, especially the last one who like says, "You gurgling, you gave us your word," and he said, "I lied," and it's like man that i feel for these these saviors i know all like most of the saviors are bad people and we got our first taste of the you know kill first ask questions later with morales you remember morales uh, in the beginning of this season it's it's those type of moments it's like that's not that's not tv that i want to watch i don't want to watch people killing each other that's it's too it's gruesome and i know this is the walking dead people die all the time but, like, when they're purposely killing each other, I—it it's not good television for me. And it's I get not, it. It's, it's, servicing, it's servicing a story, but uh, I need it to I, end I, quickly.
1: Yeah, the, Nick, Rick needs to be pointed in a direction where he's the hero again. Oh, yeah. I think that's where this show uh, exceeds is when Rick is the hero and not the villain. And... They keep trying to blur those lines and make him an anti-hero. And every time they do, I feel like it just muddies the show. And I think it drives viewers away.
0: Yeah. And 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 at the end of the episode, um, Rick, you know, he's been avoiding the letter for the uh, Carl's letter for the last few episodes. And he finally breaks down and starts to read it at the end of the episode. So I feel like that will be the turning point, And he'll he'll be beating himself up for what he's done but even morgan comes back and says and you know uh, carol finds henry henry's alive and well which was nice i didn't need another kid dying in this show so, especially I, in, in I front think of carol they
1: also knew that if they killed another kid off this season their ratings would tank even more than they have been hmm. yeah. i think that that would be the straw that breaks the camel's back for people being like oh the show that kills kids you know what I mean? That's what this show would become.
0: yeah, and, and honestly, I think in a, in a real world scenario with with an apocalypse scenario, the kids would be what you protect all means necessary, including your enemies. like if you're fighting other humans, you know, they're, they're not going to kill they're not going to purposely kill kids. like the saviors are evil, but they never once targeted kids um
1: except for maybe carl
0: yeah but you know they did yeah that's true well maybe i'm wrong but at the end of this when you know henry is saved by carol and and morgan and rick come back rick walks back he goes up the stairs and, and goes to his room and he try he starts to read the letter but uh morgan goes up to henry and says i got your i got your guy they killed jared by the way actually we jumped over that jared gets the whole you know um hold held against the fence pinned uh by Morgan as he watches him get eaten alive.
1: And, and I got to say, I got to say uh I don't normally cheer when people die in this show, but I was like, "Well, oh, fucking time. I can't <laughs> believe somebody didn't shoot this asshole before now." Uh
0: personally, I think it's great. Yeah, he's dead and he got the death he deserved and in, and on talking dead, the the actor who plays him was saying like, "Yeah, I got the death I deserved uh, that that character did." And um I, I don't like again, like I know it's a zombie show, but I don't like when characters purposely feed other characters to zombies. I think like that's the that's the lowest way you can take another person out by just like yeah. purposely feeding them to the zombies. And it's usually served uh, I... better when bad guys are doing that to other people, like when the governor would do it, kicking people into pits and stuff. But watching Morgan basically hold Jared still while he was eaten alive and not given mercy. He deserved it. He was a bad guy, and he had plenty of opportunities to to turn... He was given plenty of opportunities to just play nice, and he never did because he was an asshole. And he got what he deserved. But it was like... He got... He got what he deserved, and it almost went to the level of, like, a bit too much. You know? Like, he, he killed... Yes, he killed someone in cold blood. He acted like an asshole. But at least now I'm trying to remember he shot the guy he didn't kill him he shot he shot the kid and the kid died later
1: right no he shot the kid and the kid died oh I know
0: I know that but he didn't he didn't shoot him in the head like or was it a slow death I can't remember it
1: was a slow death and maybe he deserved it (laughs) and when he got shot you literally knew that the kid wasn't gonna live and uh and when confronted with the fact that he killed the kid he shows no remorse over it it's literally like that's what we do We should have killed more of you. Like, at every turn, his character has proven that he's just an asshole.
0: No, and and I'm not arguing that. And
1: and literally, there's this scene, I think it was like three or four episodes ago, where they're in the cell, and Alden is, like, pleading with Maggie not to kill them. And Maggie's like, no, like, you're bargaining chips. And, And Jared's answer to her is something like, like, in other words, like, like, you don't even have the balls to kill us. And it's like, it's like, at that point, if I was Maggie, I would have just shot him and been like, he's going to be a problem later. Let's just get rid of him now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's me. I'm I, i I'm an asshole. I, I
0: But well, I would go that far. But, you know, you're right. Jared dying in this fashion was Morgan getting his his payback for having for basically the act that put him down the bad path you know and that's and maybe and we see that maybe that actually helps him move on to the next stage where he's just like a broken man again like an even broken man but not a dangerous broken man where he's, he goes to henry and says I, I got the guy who killed your brother and henry stands up and puts his hand on his shoulder and apologizes You know, because the kid gets it like, oh, killing someone isn't easy and not really the solution. And Morgan, you see Morgan later, he's sitting alone and he's he's crying, which we haven't seen him do in a long time. Like he's not really grieved the loss that he and 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 others have had. So maybe this is a turning point for both Rick and Morgan. Right. I don't know.
1: I, I, and I think that this is going to be one of the reasons why Morgan leaves, and I and I, I and that's fine. I appreciate that. Um, I just think uh, I think that we're going to see a very different show next episode.
0: Well, I think next episode we're getting we're getting uh, we'll get. I haven't looked at many or any trailers, but I, I think we're going to get. Oceanside, or at least Aaron, because he's been out of the picture for a while, and well, definitely the Saviors and that fallout with Negan, because they set that oh, up. Oh,
1: and we should, end we should, we should also mention that at the end of this episode, Daryl and Rosita are watching the Bullet Factory, and they see Eugene inspecting a bunch of casings that are being brought in, and uh, Daryl says something about taking them all out, and she's like, "No, we just need to kill one man."
0: Yeah. So Eugene has a target on his head and and I'm sure that'll come up in this episode as well on Sunday. I'm excited. Eugene is also someone who needs his his comeuppance because he... They
1: they, they need to do one of two things with Eugene. Eugene needs to make a full-fledged 180% heel turn and help Daryl and them or he needs to die. Hmm. If they don't pull the trigger on that, right
0: yeah well they're setting it up you know in a way they're setting
1: it up but if they don't pull the trigger on it either way right and make him either switch sides or uh or kill him off uh then i think the show's gonna lose more numbers because i don't think people can deal with him still being around it's one of the things i see the most around online is like why is he still around why has nobody from Rick's team just shot this asshole?
0: I mean, they're, they're still thinking they can turn him, but I think you're right. Like it'll be tough for the show to explain away not taking action on Eugene when two of the most uh two of the most uh you know uh, skilled fighters, Daryl and Rosita, know and have a chance to ambush the ammo place where yes, they're making bullets, but it doesn't look incredibly you know defended i think they're operating under the uh, aspect of like nobody else knows where this ammo creation is right i mean eugene knows that they know and he is technically a prisoner and, and he's playing ball he hasn't done anything incredibly no he's a bad. lieutenant no i know that i know he's a lieutenant and but but he, i still think he's playing ball in the sense that he hasn't really done anything too crazy you know, too, ter- you know, too much down the rabbit hole type thing. He's he's gotten the saviors out of some binds using his his brain power, but he hasn't like killed anyone, you know, directly. Uh, I think he just he saves his skin to to you know by by doing these measures, but I don't know. I think you're right though. Like if they don't resolve it in the next episode, either him turning back or him being killed then then yeah i don't know but uh it'll be interesting to see how they handle it i hope they handle it well because uh eugene is a character that either deserves to be put down or um
1: he needs to redeem himself or die there's no other way
0: yeah if he escapes that's a real problem because he's not a fighter and daryl is more than capable of tracking eugene so yeah anyways we we can, we'll definitely talk about that next week because i'm sure they'll be addressing it because uh they they pretty clearly telegraph that they're dealing with that that mullet wearing man
1: yes so ryan mm-hmm. this has been a show it has why don't, you, why, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us
0: so you can go to our discord and have a lovely conversation with us and our listeners bit.ly slash zamp discord there's some great rooms in there including some patron exclusives so if you want to access those you can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my connect your discord account and bada bing bada boom you're chatting with the patrons good stuff if you want to find out more about zombies ate my podcast you can go to our website zombies ate my you can email us your thoughts on Eugene and his mullet, info at ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook if you're into that sort of shenanigans. But you can also follow, our, our, bleh, you can also follow us individually on Twitter, myself at R. Murphy, Lord, and send your good vibes to Bob at BobRDef, who's dealing with some work stuff. Just send him some good gifts, some fun gifts of zombies falling downstairs and not waking anybody up. Also, a shout-out to Joel Duggan for his more of his artwork, Go to JoelDuggan.com. He did our iTunes logo, but you knew that. You knew that.